Welcome to a podcast from the edge. I'm absolutely fine, but mini. Five minutes broadcast live from the edge, the brink, the overwhelm, the vortex that slips into your feed every Friday. Not that Friday feeling, but rather all the fucking feelings. And just to let you know that the week is nearly over and there's only one more week to go before you have to get through the next week. Oh God. Here we go. Hi, I'm Annabelle. I'm absolutely fine. But um, a couple of days ago, I went for a little shuffle, which is what I've been told to do after my back operation, just little walks every day. So I went for my little shuffle. And when I came back, just like I, I reached the end of my street, an absolute deluge began. It was biblical. The skies opened and it was like, was it rain? Was it hail? What was going on? So the short distance between the end of my street and my front door, by the time I navigated that, I was totally drenched and felt even more insane than usual. And it was loud. And <laughs> Have you noticed that the rain has got like thicker? Yes, than... I totally agree. Oh, I'm yeah. so pleased because I said that the other day and someone said, mm, and I was like, no, no, it's got like droplitter. It's like they've got bigger, the drops, yes. haven't they? Anyway, yeah, it's like they're made of something slightly more viscous. They make you wetter. Rain suddenly makes us wetter. I totally agree. I mean, maybe we're insane, but, you know, that's the way it feels. So there I was. Also in July, but anyway, sorry. Drenched by the wet, wet rain. Noisy, wet, wet rain. And as I turned the key, I heard some strange screeching, squawking. And as I started to open the door, I thought, oh, my God, I know this is coming from inside the house. (laughs) Oh, no, not inside the house. And I opened the door and there was my enormous, enormous cat basically standing over an injured bird oh oh injured birds freak me out sorry oh god and the bird was screeching and i was immediately very panicked knew i was about to handle it very badly which i did (laughs) screaming at the cat just had a back operation i'm not meant to i'm not meant to bend or twist or lift i bent and i twisted i was batting the cat away screaming at the cat trying to pick up the bird who had actually landed in someone's crock, thank God, because I could pick up the crock. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I did not. I knew I was going to do it wrong, and I did do it wrong, and I picked up the bird, and I couldn't put the bird in the garden because then the cat would get it. So I went out the front door where the cat doesn't go and placed the bird in a little nook and then came back inside to have a quiet panic and thought, oh my God, that poor little bird, that enormous, terrible cat... And, 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 and what do I do? That bird's going to die. I need to let it die peacefully. I, I don't know what to do. And I went back outside and the bird didn't seem to be dying. It was sort of, it was sort of shuffling around. I think it was its leg and it was, it was blinking at me. And I thought, I, I don't know what to do about the bird. So I started Googling and, and, and it was one charity, the, the big charity. I think it was the RSPCA. I can't remember the automatic one that you would call. Someone said, no, don't because they automatically kill the bird. And so I found another, maybe it was a wildlife trust run by volunteers. And I called them and they said, please text. And I texted and they said, please WhatsApp. And I WhatsApped and they said, please send a photograph. And they they said, we can't see the photograph. Please send it in a different way. So I sent it in a different way. They said, please give your postcode. And I did. And then they called me and they said, can you go and pick up the bird? And I said, I'm, that's awful. I'm too scared to pick up the bird. No, but I, I, I... I, the idea of holding, but because you worry that you might hurt them, exactly. let alone, and so many things. I completely agree. I couldn't. I didn't want to hurt the bird anymore, which was making me a bad citizen and ineffectual. And they said, "Are there any local businesses?" I said, "There's a pub at the end of the road," and they said they called the pub, and a volunteer came, and this took up most of the afternoon, and a volunteer got an Amazon box and put the little bird in an Amazon box and and took the little bird off, and I will never know what happened to the bird but it will always slightly play on my conscience but god it was just awful but you slightly saved the bird 
Like you're a bit well, of a hero. My, no, no, no. My cat savaged the bird. I mean, and then I didn't immediately put the bird into a box with air holes, immediately drive it to a place where it was going to be. I didn't do... Like the local bird sanctuary. No, I think you did exactly the right thing and it's extremely noble and I don't know if lots of people would have done what you did and well done. It wasn't exactly the right thing, but it wasn't 100% the, the wrong, wrong thing, thing either. Hey, listen, this is oh. where... Not doing 100% wrong is where we live now, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm Emily and I'm absolutely fine, but I've got a properly awful confession which is that I went, just watch out because it's your favourite conversation, I went cold water swimming, wild swimming the other day, Annabelle's going to, Annabelle's actually just passed out, now she's not really listening. So, so bored! <laughs> so we can talk about it quietly. And I was diving in and out of the river and I got water in my ear, which rendered me mildly deaf. Oh dear. For a few days. And it was really great. <laughs> And it's so awful. And I apologise to anyone who is hard of hearing or has any issues. And I'm, I'm so sorry. But just to be slightly muffled from when the I, demands was amazing. When I get... I remember going to the doctor because I'd gone slightly deaf. And when I get very, very tired, very, very stressed, I go a bit deaf. And that might be a sort of new age response to protect me from all the awful stimulus everywhere. Maybe. Anyway, my husband said, I've got some drops that will fix it. And he did fix it. And I was like, oh, great. Now I can hear. But um, it, wasn't even a, it wasn't even a minor inconvenience, no, was it? it? just a mild inconvenience. But it's awful. I think you know that things are bad, that you're feeling quite unwell when you think the solution to things is like actual harm. It's like when I used to watch like sort of police procedure dramas and think, oh, that cell looks comfortable and quiet. Where I can just be left Where alone. Where I can just be left alone. Yeah. It's like, it's like when you came to visit me in hospital last week and thought, I wonder if they'll mind if I just have a sleep in her bed. I I mean, unbelievable. It's absolutely awful. Anyway, luckily, we're not the only awful ones out there. Yeah, because speaking of mild inconveniences, we posted a meme on Instagram which said, you're a burglar, but you can only steal things that mildly inconvenience your victims. What are you taking? I'm taking the plate that goes in the microwave. <laughs> anyway, so we this really made Annabelle and I laugh. So we decided that we'd ask you guys to write your mild theft fantasies. Yeah, and like 700 people got back to us. And you're all as evil and mad as we are, which was, it's, it's frankly such a relief. It was savage stealing solutions. Um, My favourite one yes. was the person on Twitter who said that they would remove all the soft closed mechanisms on the soft closed drawers. Oh my God, can you imagine? We're so used to that like little mild thunk would there be a bang for one? And two, you would trap your fingers in it. It's a bit like, there was another person who said that they'd remove the hinge from the dishwasher door. And I've had mine broken before. And the dishwasher door just flies open, grazing, scratching and mildly injuring anybody it catches on the way down. Really? That's actually quite a heavy thing. I don't like things falling on my feet slash shins anyway i find that really who does no, i know exactly well i can tolerate some deafness but not that anyway there was some very there was a lot of consistency about 300 people said that they were going to take the batteries from the remote control because you know let's face it when you ever sit down and there's even the hint or the threat of a slight problem with the telly <laughs> it's, like, so true. it's slightly delayed and you just wonder for a nanosecond if it might not work tonight your heart leaps up into your throat and you feel like screaming why god why me why now because the tv not working feels unimaginably awful what are we left with i mean no connection to the world nothing i mean sort of so many people are hiding or taking rather reading glasses backdoor keys shoelaces all the hair bands phone chargers toothpaste lids actually toothpaste lids is quite dark isn't it yeah i think that could make you feel very mad if they, if they were just also, I any mean, not just a lot of lids suddenly, 
suddenly, suddenly not there. Someone said, this made me laugh because I have a sort of in... I don't know, a sort of, a sort of resentment because it makes me feel very lacking about the fact that I have never and probably will never batch cook for the <laughs> freezer. Um, so someone said that what they do would they would remove all the labels from the batch cooked stuff in the freezer. So then you just end up with what, like Tupperware or bags full of frozen matter. Oh my God. You wouldn't know what you were going to get. I mean, that is, I agree. That is someone who's been like storing a revenge fantasy from yeah, people yeah, who yeah. have like spreadsheets and stuff. They've, they've <laughs> had a bad experience with a batch cooker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the final revenge. There are some sort of like subtle nuanced things. I mean, not really, obviously, like taking the kettle base. So that you basically would look completely normal. You know, the bit that it goes on that plugs that makes into it the work. thing. Yes, exactly. So you turn it on and it would take you a while, wouldn't it, to work out why it wasn't working. This would be infuriating. Someone suggested taking the sticker with the Wi-Fi code on it off the back of the router. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what my Wi-Fi code is because it's not like Annabelle 1. It's <laughs> uppercase, lowercase number, uppercase, uppercase, lowercase number. I mean, that would be, that would, that's evil genius too, no? That is definitely evil genius. There was another evil genius one, which was the mechanism that makes the bin lid open when you step on the pedal. Now that is really annoying when it breaks down anyway, but actually for someone to have kind of deliberately hobbled your <laughs> bin pedal, My that's pretty cool. My first thought when that happens is, oh God, I've got to buy a new bin and they are counterintuitively expensive. They're it's, so it's, expensive. It, it, you know, it, it's a bit like, you know, when you used to go to the dentist as a teenager, you'd worry that it would hurt. And now the first thing you worry about is the bill. Yes, well, different kind of pain. Yeah, so the bin pedal going, I think, expensive new bin. But also just you're always a bit yucky what you've got to like get your nails <laughs> under and open the bin or, or prop it open, then it smells. Oh. I mean, that's it's, it's, it's a terrible fate, isn't it? I feel like a bin, those bin pedal bins should have like a backup mechanism. yes. It's true, like a safety catch. Like yeah, a, like just in case it like like a like a fail safe. I don't know what that word is, but anyway, yeah, that that word. Anyway, some people are just cruel, like the tweezers, like fuck you, basically. I know just, you're worrying away with your finger at a chin hair, and there's nothing you can do about it, or you suddenly notice that your monobrows returned. <laughs> and and then some people are just plain annoying, right? Like the sieve, yeah, kitchen stuff, the potato masher, the tongs, the salt would be very annoying. And also with the potato masher, you wouldn't know that it had gone. Like all of these things, you wouldn't know until they're gone until you'd sort of already committed to the thing. This time of year, this stayed with me. And it actually, actually, I, I feel like I need to go home and go upstairs and check it's still there. <laughs> Someone said they would steal the one good, basically the one usable suitcase. <gasps> oh my God. Because I wouldn't know that I didn't have a suitcase until 11pm on the night before I had to leave at 4am to get my shit o'clock flight from, you know, an airport a million miles away. I just wouldn't know. So then what would you do? I have no idea. Probably take the shitty suitcase and then buy a new suitcase at the... But if it's a four o'clock flight, it's probably not open. Well, you, no. So you'd have to get, presumably you've got a backup suitcase and you'd have to, well, you'd have to hope that the burglar had left you some gaffer tape or duct tape, right? Because <laughs> you'd have to use the broken suitcase and tape it all. Anyway, it was incredibly reassuring to us that everybody has these tiny, kind of little, niggly, awful fantasies about how they can make everybody's life a little bit harder. So on that joyful thought, <laughs> happy Friday. <laughs> you made it. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revelhorwood, darling... 
We are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.